When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Voice Hugs, a podcast on becoming your best self and embracing all seasons of life with open arms. This is your host, Vivian and Rowena. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are cozy in our closet this Saturday morning. First time in a while we're not waking up at absurd times during the week to record. How does it feel, Viv? <laughs> it feels great. I feel so energetic right now. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you guys will be able to tell, do we sound different at noon slash 9 a.m. versus at like 7 a.m. and 4 a.m.? <laughs> Since it is Saturday, it's quite early for you still, 9 a.m., the day, the morning's just getting started. What do you have planned for the rest of the day after we record? So today the weather in LA, I think it's low 70s, which is really nice because it's been Mm. kind of hot. Mm -hmm. My friend Teresa actually bought me a cooler recently. It's this really cute pink polar box cooler and I want to have a picnic at the park near my apartment. We're going to make sandwiches, put some cold rosé in the cooler, yeah, instead of a little picnic, so... I'll throw a a photo up if we end up doing that. (laughs) I want to see your picnic spread and also your cooler. We're having a picnic just because of the cooler. (laughs) (laughs) A picnic around the cooler. Yeah. And then tomorrow, I'm actually going to try to make fresh pasta. Oh my god. We're getting to that age where cooking things makes us really excited. Have you made fresh pasta before? I did make it a couple years ago and it was a mess like it took us five hours to make fresh pasta and by the end of it I was like we could have cooked this in 10 minutes with a box of one dollar (laughs) pasta but was it worth it it was good but I think like we were all so frustrated and like hangry by the end of the night we were like scarfing down the pasta but yeah, it was fun, I guess. <laughs> we'll do better tomorrow. Yeah, I made it once with... I took my cousin to like a cooking class once and we made it together. It was called like Hit Cooks somewhere in LA. And it was actually really fun. It wasn't... I don't know, just like when you think of making pasta, even though it did take you five hours, like the thought of it, it's like it sounds really intense. But when you actually do it, and I think it's like with someone helping, which made it easier because like I would have been like, I have no idea what I'm doing. But just like feeding it through the 
pasta thing yeah Yeah, i was gonna say shredder it sounds intense but the roller it's really fun yeah similar to your pasta i've been very excited to make hotdog ever since i came back from korea is that rice cake it's more of like a korean style filled pancake it's like if you imagine a donut but you like squish it so that it's like not as doughy it's so good because inside is this like cinnamony brown sugar mix that melts as you're cooking like the outside like frying the outside and then i actually got a like a little package to make over i don't know i made it actually last week and i i don't know if i showed you but i actually have burn marks (laughs) oh no just like burn marks splattered from the oil but it was worth it it was so worth it but yeah I think we're getting to that age where we're just very excited to cook things, to make time to cook things, like the little joys in life. I hope your burn marks go. I I think they will over time. Yeah, these look really shallow. Oh, the the tip was that I covered it in a wet towel and just like used rubber bands to wrap it for maybe like an hour after. And then Mm. I think because it was very low heat anyway, uh, you can already kind of tell that it's starting to come off through like the creases so it's not that bad the weekend plans oh my goodness there's so many things happening i was actually just freaking out on my couch before we started recording because i've been traveling a lot and things in my apartment are just piling up like my clothes are piling up my skincare is piling up on my my dining like my dining table is just filled with skincare like pr from brands and i just feel like i'm filling up with anxiety (laughs) because there's just so much stuff to do and then you know how usually like weekend plans like if it's just with friends and if it's casual you can just like oh it's okay let me just you know we can just like rain check push it back or like just cancel but today one of my friends is going wedding dress shopping and I can't say no to that (laughs) and I'm also very excited for it you know like it's like your friends only getting married hopefully once (laughs) (laughs) so just like to be there for her on her like very special day it's like (laughs) and then the second event is my friend's birthday one of like my closest friend's birthdays like I can't (laughs) I can't. So I'm just, I'm, I'm going to change my perspective. I'm going to change my mindset and I'm going to be grateful for these opportunities because I can Mm -hmm. clean my room tomorrow or the day after. It'll be done sooner or later. Just deep breaths in, (laughs) deep breaths out. (laughs) (laughs) We all just, we just all took a deep breath with Rowena. Inhale. Exhale. <laughs> All right. All right. So that's a, re- a little preview of our weekend plans. <laughs> we'll let you know how it goes. Yes. Wait, I have a question. Oh, yes. How was Splash House? Splash House was unexpectedly pretty fun. <gasps> but you knew that already. I did, but I didn't. So leading up to so i went to splash house last weekend which is essentially just like a daytime pool party with like dj sets in the desert yeah in palm springs i hate house music like i do not enjoy house music at all but i do love 
the pool and I love like mm. daytime like being in the pool and things like that and I think leading up to Splash House I was having major social anxiety because none of my close friends were going and I, I've just never been there before and I usually feel that way before doing anything new I end up going there and I end up just like thriving in the pool. Like I'm socializing with everyone that I'm floating around. I have like a little floaty. I'm just like sunglasses in, enjoying the sun, enjoying the music from afar. And it was surprisingly super fun. So I learned that I'm a lot more social than I thought Mm -hmm. and that... I really should just try not to be so anxious and stressed leading up to things because in the end, it was like totally, it was like so much fun. My boyfriend was like, you were having the most fun out of everyone. (laughs) And I really was. I I had like a little bubble machine. It was, I'm like smiling the entire time. It was surprisingly just a blast. Well, to be fair, as a friend who've been around you for over 10 years now, you're, you're a very social person. You can be a very social person. I think think I'm not, though. Like, I have this perception of myself that I'm super antisocial, awkward, and shy, which I do Mm. think comes out. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I don't know what happened. Sorry, go ahead. Continue. No, I think it's just, like, our introverted side because I feel the same way. I think, like, I don't know, as humans, we all have a certain degree of social anxiety it's just whether how well you hide it or how well you're able to like overcome it or just to not lean into that side as much as you lean into the other side, which is actually what we're going to be talking about today, but we'll get into <laughs> that in a little bit. Um, so I feel like, yeah, it's just interesting seeing, like hearing you talk about your experience, reflecting on my own experiences, thinking about my friends' experiences, like even James, who says he's very socially anxious and like you know just has baseline anxiety all the time especially around social situations but then when you see someone like that and someone like you and even I think outside looking in someone like me you're going to be like oh they're they're extroverted like (laughs) so you know but maybe that's actually like the fact that we're introverted but we can socialize maybe that's where the friction comes from every time i take myers-briggs the personality test 16 personalities i'm always borderline introvert extrovert me too i'm like right in between so it it makes sense to me that i can turn on and actually feel good (laughs) yeah i i don't feel drained after socializing but we can have a whole episode on social anxiety i think oh yeah (laughs) All right, so as we briefly alluded to already, for today, we received a question that we thought would be great to answer with the polarization of feelings. Yes, so our question is from Jessica, and it reads, How can you be proud of yourself for moving forward instead of feeling sadness? So to give some context for this question, I believe she recently left a relationship and is proud of herself for taking strides forward doing things that makes her feel more grounded in herself but at the same time she's also feeling sadness when she thinks about the relationship and how it didn't work out or how this person ended up not seeing her or loving her for who she is and so she's experiencing these polarizing feelings of 
feeling empowered, feeling grateful that she's able to move forward, feeling more herself, and at the same time, maybe grieving a loss of a relationship or an idea of someone because it didn't work out. When I first read this question, I was like, wow, I have so many stories or instances where I can relate to the scenario and maybe not necessarily in a romantic setting but just the idea of holding space for two different emotions at once sometimes it feels very confusing I know in the past more so than now there were times where I would say I should feel happy but I'm sad I don't know why I'm sad or I feel really sad right now but I should actually be really happy and celebrating these things it's like especially with these contradicting feelings too right it's like the highs are high and the lows are lows one of my favorite sayings when I was in my 20s is like this is so dauntingly exciting it's like it's very scary it's very unknown but at the same time it's like it's also really exciting but I feel at the same time with the example that you gave it's like you know I will be like when I was in college I was studying abroad I was in Hong Kong you know my campus my college campus was like overlooking the literal ocean like it was gorgeous and I was sitting there being like why do I feel so sad at such a beautiful place I guess as you're saying it's like you can hold space for both right like you can appreciate something for its beauty just like how you can appreciate the fact that you're human and that you might have feelings but even just like going back to like the beginning of this episode when I was being like I'm so stressed with all the PR (laughs) in my table it's like yeah like yeah I just realized like you know like you you're very lucky (laughs) to have this problem you know so it's like you can be grateful for your situation but also still like have anxiety that it's like overflowing I think this is what life is right like life is so nuanced there's so many sides and there's so many spectrums that it's not just black and white and this or that or you are this or you are that you know and I think you know I'm talking from more of like a I don't know I just feel like our society has gone down like a route where it's just so like you're either this or you're that you believe in this or that but I think life isn't like that I think life is this spectrum this very beautiful spectrum of like all these different colors something I tried to remove out of my vocabulary in the last few years is the word should like, mm. you should, I should. And it's it's hard because I still catch myself saying it all the time. And I think it's one of those things where, like, I should be happy, but I'm not. I should be grateful. Is there a fly in your room? Yeah, I don't know why <laughs> where it came from. I just Can saw a fly fly around Rowena's head. Please leave. Live harmoniously within the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... um The word should, right? It's like, I should be happy, but I feel sad. And if you just replace the word should with and, I feel happy and I feel sad at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to figure out maybe why I feel these things when logically, it's it's kind of like you're logically fighting your emotions, right? Mm -hmm. Logically, I should be happy. I should feel grateful. I Mm -hmm. X, Y, Z. But really as Rowena said, there's a spectrum of emotions and they're not exclusive from each other, that you can feel all of these things at once. You know what's interesting? When you first brought up, 
you remove should out of your vocabulary. I think the context that I've been familiar with is like speaking to other people. But mm-hmm. it's interesting that for you, it's like you're shooting yourself. Like yeah. the way that James's coach told him is like you're literally shooting all of yourself. And I was like, dude, what a visual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that makes that makes a lot of sense. A framework that James taught me because I'm very I can be very direct sometimes. Like you should do this or you should do that. He's like, you know, you can say you may want to instead of saying should. I was like, that's so many words, but I feel like it does make a big difference even when you're talking to yourself. You know, whether it's like replacing it with and, like what Viv just said, or it's like you know, I'm feeling this way, but I may want to consider, you know, like something else instead yeah. of just being like you should do this, you should do that because. It kind of like closes the door mm-hmm. to that experience, mm-hmm. and I realize I do that too in my relationship. So it's definitely something that I need to be more mindful of. Sorry, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Yeah. So, what are some of the most top of mind experiences when you read this question? This was something that. Stuck out to me in the last maybe three years of my life, so late twenties. There are these instances that happen in my life where they seem very small and simple, and my reaction is like uncontrollably crying, and so it's like a mix of feeling tears of happiness, but at the same time, it's not fully just pure joy. And so to kind of give some context, it was a series of events that happened and the pattern was the same. The first was when I turned 27, I had been really working on myself that year. And for my birthday, I wanted to have like all of my closest girlfriends celebrate with me. And that was when I wanted to give back to my girlfriends and I got them all gifts on my birthday. And there was a moment where we had lunch. There was a customized cake that came out with my photo and each of my best friend's photos like all around the cake. And when the cake came out, I started crying at the restaurant and I could not stop for 30 minutes. I couldn't stop crying. And it was one of those things where like, yes, you feel tears of happiness from just feeling so grateful that you have best friends that see you and celebrate you in that way. But I couldn't understand why I couldn't stop crying. So that was like the first incident. And then the second time that this kind of popped up was, and again, this is a very small, it's just so crazy to me. But okay, anyways, I was at work, we had a Secret Santa gift opening event, and we were all sitting around in a circle, it was maybe 12, 15 of us, and that year I wanted to start my baking hobby, I wanted to bake cookies. Mm -hmm. So when I opened my gift, the gift was a cookie tray, salt, chocolate chips, flour, all the ingredients that you need to bake cookies. Very simple. You know, like you find these at the grocery store. It's like 20 bucks to buy all of these things. I'm opening it and I'm like, and I start crying at work in front of all of my coworkers. And I was like, why am I crying? I'm so confused. Why? Why am I crying? It's like, you're so happy, but I'm like confused. So Mm -hmm. After many therapy sessions, (laughs) 
<laughs> and getting Charlie. Charlie was the last incident where this happened. Three days after getting Charlie, there was a seven-hour period where I could not stop crying. I felt so much joy and happiness from finding this like new love in my life. But at the same time, I could not understand why I couldn't stop crying for seven hours. I was crying as if I was going through a breakup. Like it was crazy. So to tie this back to the episode and what we're talking about, I think what I've learned and what I've realized for me personally is that in all of these situations, I feel so seen and loved and accepted for exactly as I am without having to try. I didn't have to try to gain my friend's love for me. I didn't have to like be like, hey, look at me. I want to make cookies. I want to make cookies. Can you buy me things to make cookies? You know, it's like someone just sees you for a very simple thing that you want and then of course the love of your dog it's just so unconditional and I was just so overwhelmed by it that I felt so happy the contrast is that I maybe didn't experience that for so long in my life you know maybe like during childhood there was just a lot of traumatic events that prevented me from feeling seen or heard and I think it also relates back to this podcast too and why I feel passionate about it because I want to create the same experience that or that feeling that I would want to feel you know feeling not alone feeling like you don't have to try to earn someone's love that you should receive it should I use the word should. <laughs> you should have it, you know, just by being who you are. That was something that was like really big that I learned in my late 20s. Mm-hmm. Having space to celebrate these new moments of immense love and at the same time grieving something that you might have not had at a younger age. It's such a beautiful story. <laughs> and such beautiful realization. Thank you. Thank you. My eyes are moist. Lots of therapy sessions. Uh-huh. <laughs> After lots of tears and lots of therapy sessions. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lots of lots of money paid to figure that out. In these moments, what were the exact feelings you were feeling if you could pinpoint? Was it like actual confusion or was it like you felt very happy and also like confused that you were crying? Honestly, it felt a little bit more painful than it should have. You know, these like happy moments. I felt like Mm -hmm. I am happy. I am so happy that these things are happening. Mm -hmm. But it was really like the simple cookie ingredients that kind of threw me off. It's like, why am I crying because someone bought me flour? You know, (laughs) like why? I'm so confused why. But I felt so touched by it. The examples that I give are very, like, deeply rooted for me personally. Mm -hmm. But I think a more maybe simple example would be last year, all three of my best friends, the ones that I went to Chicago with, they all moved. So one of them moved to Alabama, another one to Chicago, and then the third one moved further away in SoCal with her boyfriend. At that time, I was so happy for them because they were all starting new chapters in their lives. But at the same time, I felt sad that my friends were all leaving. And that was kind of like the end of this chapter where we were all very close to each other physically that's like an easier example to comprehend that's probably more relatable for a lot of people do you feel that now that you have more context 
when you do experience say two contradicting emotions like what do you like how do you walk yourself through it is do you still need to remind yourself are you still maybe as like quote-unquote confused as you were before is it more just like acceptance I think I don't write off my reactions as much Mm -hmm. I try now to listen to my body more than before so if I'm crying that is a very obvious message that there's something happening right and sometimes it could just be pure tears of joy Mm -hmm. but if I'm not feeling that like in my heart then that's something to hold space for and allow for it to exist instead of telling yourself well I should be happy I should be proud like these aren't tears of sadness like they're all happy when really there's something off there the example with my best friends moving away and I think a lot of us can experience this with graduating high school maybe and you're celebrating this new chapter in your life but then you're sad that you're leaving your hometown right or your friends are getting married they're starting this new chapter where they probably won't have time for you or or if they're having kids and you're maybe not fully there yet but you're so happy for them and just missing the friendship that you might have once had in those experiences it's more so just accepting that what is is what is and you can still feel happy and appreciative of the time that you had and feel sad now that Mm -hmm. that's gone but at Mm -hmm. the same time I think what keeps me hopeful is that feelings are so fleeting and that what you feel right now during this chapter in your life is not necessarily what you're going to feel in a month in two months sometimes even tomorrow so that makes me feel more hopeful than being stuck in the sad feelings at least because I feel like through sitting with your feelings too it'll also help you make peace with it sooner through sitting in it you will eventually you know like I think we all talk to ourselves and then we'll eventually talk ourselves out of it in terms of not to like trick ourselves into not believing that this is true but just being you know I am sad that I'm leaving my hometown I am sad that this relationship ended I am sad that there's this new chapter ahead of me and like I need to leave things behind but I think through sitting with this sadness or this like not as positive side of the spectrum of the feelings you'll slowly start yeah like you'll slowly start working through it to be like you know yeah I am sad but like maybe it's okay I should feel what I'm feeling now so that in the future I don't know what am I trying to say no I I think that makes sense it's like the only way over it is like through it Mm -hmm. the only way that you can overcome these feelings is to actually go through and feel all of those feelings to the full extent and then once Mm -hmm. you're done feeling it you're done you're like you're like okay I've like made peace with it and now I can move on to whatever is next for me I think it's just like the logical side of me is like well give me a time frame (laughs) like to go through like to go get over something you need to go through it but like how long and I think that's just the hardest part because I think we're all different and depending on the situation it could take a day it could take an hour it could take like a year I think at the end of the day as you're saying Viv is just to know that feelings are fleeting and that everything is temporary or like nothing is forever truly right like even ourselves and our existence but I think especially our emotions 
that like, yeah, you can be in like the not so positive side of the spectrum for a bit, but it's not going to be forever. And that the biggest part is maybe trusting ourselves and knowing that we're always actively trying to work towards becoming good, positive humans. Mm -hmm. And sooner or later, we'll get there. Which I know mm-hmm. is not the answer that, like, I would be like, just tell me when. <laughs> yeah, tell me how. Tell me how to yeah. not feel these negative feelings. And yeah. I mean, I'm obviously like the fact that I cry in public more mm. often than I think I like would want to, it just shows me that I actually block off a lot of my emotions as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's okay. It's like a work in progress. And I think to like the tactical or like the more like okay and the how or like okay and then what like what can I do about it I think this is where you know our self-care habits or like you know meditation or journaling or working out exercising walking I think this is kind of where it fits in where it's like when you're feeling this way if you have these tools that you know you can rely on to help you process or even if it's talking it out loud with friends going to therapy I think there's always tools people things to help us through these periods of our lives and like we don't need to go through it alone i mean we can if we want to like just meditate and journal but we can also open ourselves up and like talk to friends and i think more often than not we'd be surprised that like oh wow like they're actually going through very similar things or they've gone through very similar things there are people who don't prioritize feelings over logic Mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that but i think for someone who is more emotional or like sensitive to emotions when you interact with people who don't understand that it kind of dismisses your feelings and it it dismisses your experience and that's I think growing up for me I would feel like oh I shouldn't feel that way then because they're right like logically this is right having more conversations similar to just listening to this episode for example you can hear that there are people who experience similar things where you have polarizing feelings at the same time and it's okay to just feel that way for now you know until you're done with it and I love what you said about the timeline because everyone's timeline is so different I have friends who maybe were just in a brief relationship two months and it is taking them months to get over this relationship and they're like why is it taking me so long I wasn't even really with this person for that long I should be able to get over it by now when I see that it's less about the relationship and the time of the relationship and more so what did that relationship mean to you that you're still holding on to it your mind your heart is still holding on to something that you're not fully processing through yet and it's okay if you take longer to get over it even if the relationship felt short Mm -hmm. or not as committed as a five-year relationship it's not about the time it's about the depth (laughs) (laughs) wow viv is just going off today i love it (laughs) you know what it's because it's not 4 (laughs) a.m all right let's record every time around this time (laughs) Do you have any stories or situations where you have experienced polarizing feelings? I know you shared one in Hong Kong. Yeah, I I think that one, it's like, I know I should be grateful, but then I'm not because I'm just so sad. 
because that was before I knew like how to be present and what it meant to be present and why I was sad at such a beautiful place and that why it was even possible but I think because I think you already covered a lot of really great examples I think another one that we probably all experience is procrastination so before we started recording viv actually sent me this article from psychology today it was explaining how when we feel these two contradicting feelings of i'm very excited to start this new thing and at the same time like i'm scared or i'm nervous because like i don't know it's a new frontier because you're pulled in two directions it turns into confusion right very similar to what viv was going through although it's like different feelings when you have two feelings pulling you like that are on the opposite side of the spectrum you're like wait but like why and I think this is where a lot of us stay where you're like oh procrastination yeah because I don't know and I don't know I don't want to think about it so like I just don't do anything and you just put it off until you can't put it off but I feel like one great way to use this situation is to use that as a direction you know, that saying, you should run towards your fears. It's kind of like that, right? It's like when you are feeling this confusion, if we're able to remind ourselves and train ourselves to be like, wait, but maybe this is a good thing. Maybe this is what I should be doing. And like, this is what I should be chasing. And this is what I should be following rather than like, "Eh, like, I'm just gonna mm, like get on my phone and go on Instagram or something, right? Using this as this feeling of potential confusion or uncertainty as redirection and guidance for where you should be heading where you should be where you may want to consider heading (laughs) yeah I I thought that was fascinating because whenever I think about procrastination it's just in the context of like lack of willpower or like you know you're not clear on what you want to do which I think it's also still true to some extent but it's like taking a step back why am I procrastinating? Like, what kind of feelings am I feeling that's making me procrastinate and taking another step back? It's like, you know, what are these feelings and what spectrum are they on to also just be able to sit with that? Because I think sometimes, yeah, I don't know, you just put off doing something and like you don't even think about it. You know, I'm speaking about myself. Like, I just don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But then, like, maybe there's deeper reasonings to it, just like everything else in life. Yeah, it's like you're avoiding some feeling that's tied to that but it's labeled as procrastination yeah it's like you you want to avoid failure you want to avoid pain in some extent so you don't want to do it but at the same time you're like curious because you want to try and mm-hmm. then it's conflicting so you don't do sit anything. there don't do anything <laughs> taking a step back i feel like we're talking about two separate things like one is the fact that multiple emotions can exist at the same time within us another one or another layer to that may be like you know when you're feeling one emotion but you feel like you should feel another emotion because I think the example that I'm I'm about to give it's like when I'm feeling dauntingly excited I don't know maybe because of the way that I'm wired I generally try to no, I, I don't try. I generally lean towards more of the excitement part because it's like, yes, it's unknown. Yes, I don't really know what I'm going to be expecting, but it's so exciting. And that to me kind of like triumphs the potential daunting aspect, but it doesn't take away the fact that like it is scary. I'm moving to a new city. I don't really know anyone there. It's so far away from my family. And like, you know, it's like you're starting a new life basically. So I think from 
this perspective it's like I think that's kind of my first my first brush my first brush with these kind of like two feelings and then it would happen again a few more times like when I decide to start my YouTube channel or yeah like sometimes I'm just trying to think like would I need to sit with these thoughts like what does this I don't know I guess the takeaway is that you can just be feeling a lot of things at once yeah you can be excited for a new move and feel so much anxiety and fear you could be so determined and want to start something new like a youtube channel but at the same time like dread that experience too Mm -hmm. you know like i'm sure in the beginning i mean even for the podcast like there were parts of this experience that i dreaded and it was so many feelings that would come up you know like you're so excited to start this and then at the same time like you're going through all your insecure thoughts and you're like why am I even putting myself through this for what for what (laughs) but it's like it's okay yeah like why why am I doing this to myself but you feel both you go through it and then you come out on the other end and you look back and you're like wow that wasn't so bad you know in the moment it felt confusing and like you're pulled, being pulled, push and pulled in all directions. But in the end, it, that is really just part of the experience of being here and like human mm-hmm. and trying new things and experiencing more in life. Yeah, and I think sometimes, maybe what I was trying to say earlier is that sometimes you feel these feelings, but you don't question it. And it's just a part of your experience and you just move forward. And then I think the moments where you should take a step back and take inventory of how you're truly feeling and maybe sit with your feelings is when you have these questions of like but why or it's like I'm feeling this way but I quote unquote should be feeling another way you know for as much as we talk about it's good to lean into our feelings I also think too much of one thing can be a bad thing so it's like if we're always in our feelings then that is like another extreme right it's like to never be in our feelings to always be in our feelings I think like the meaning of life is just to find like the middle path and it's hard and it changes all the time or like you know because our spectrums change all the time of extremes too it's like we're always just kind of try to find the middle path I guess like what I wanted to share is like sometimes you will feel both feelings and you're fine with it because this is exciting this is scary but I'm going for it I think those moments it's great just like move forward but in Mm -hmm. moments when you're like oh shoot like the question that was posed it's like I'm so happy that I made the right decision and I'm so proud of my decision but at the same time like I still feel sad it's like in these moments it's like it's okay to be sad like be sad feel sad like grieve do what you need to do but know that it's all temporary and it won't be there forever and that sooner or later this situation will make you stronger and to also lean into the proud of yourself as much as you lean into the sad too because I think it's easy to be like I'm so sad I'm just so sad and then it kind of like discounts everything but at the same time I think there's always strength and things worth celebrating regardless of the potential like not as positive emotions as what we may be feeling all feelings are equal and as much as we always want to feel positive we have to acknowledge the not so pleasant emotions and then to also be aware not to be stuck in the not so pleasant emotions and find that middle path like rowena said oh okay well uh guys 
how is this episode? Is this a different experience when we record at noon slash 9 a.m. versus 7 a.m. slash 4 a.m.? What do you guys think? Yeah, let us know. And if you have any more questions, comments, feedback, anything at all, you can always contact us. You can shoot us a DM on Instagram at voicehugspodcast or send us an email hello at voicehugspodcast.com. And if you have been enjoying our podcast thus far, we would greatly appreciate your reviews on wherever you're listening to Voice Hugs, be it Spotify, Apple, anywhere at all. Thank you. Thank you for being here. We hope that you have a great rest of your day and have a wonderful weekend wherever you are. Voice Hugs! Voice Hugs! Voice Hugs! Voice Hugs! Hugs. (laughs) (laughs) Bye! Bye, friends!